Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Ag Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Uh, coming up on today's program, Manitoba Agriculture has issued its latest crop pest update. Provincial entomologist Dr. John Gavlosky will fill us in on which insects are still causing issues. Disease transmission is always a risk when transporting livestock around Canada, and it can have devastating consequences not only on individual farms, but entire industries. We'll hear from the CEO of Farm Health Guardian. And the Western Canadian Dairy Classic show started Tuesday morning at Saskatoon's Prairieland Park, and it will run through tomorrow. We'll hear from Nancy Friesen of Drake, who is the Saskatchewan coordinator for the Western Canadian Dairy Classic, which is marking its 37th year today. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX on Agriculture, now known as Saskag Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers biomeal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your REMAX Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Beef and Forage Report. The Lucky Lake Irrigation District is acting as a connection between livestock producers and irrigators for a straw drop initiative. Arthur Ward is a member of the Lucky Lake Irrigation Board. He says their area is on the western shore of Lake Diefenbaker between Lucky Lake and Bercy, where about 16,000 acres are irrigated. He says while it has been quite dry this year, with less precipitation than last year, it's not as bad off as some areas of the province. Ward says anything that isn't irrigated, though, is under extreme stress. That's where this drop straw initiative comes from. Encouraging any of our irrigators that have cereal crops, maybe they have peas or flax, anything that we can, we can drop straw and have uh, livestock producers bale use for straw we're encouraging them to do so you know i think the livestock producers are hit a lot harder by this in a wider area than what we are on the um, grain production side so we just want to try to encourage producers to help out if they can and there's information out there uh, you know studies have been done that removing one or two years of straw off of that irrigated land doesn't have a huge impact on our on the organic matter um, or soil quality so we're just encouraging guys to try to help out Ward says this year's drought is quite widespread, so they're trying to encourage more producers to drop straw. Like with, with the extreme drought, um, when you think of mental health and the stress that there's a lot of factors out of our control in agriculture that have direct and, and huge impacts on our operations. And, you know, any time that we can support each other, it's, I think it's hugely important. And that's one thing that, you know, in, in agriculture, we've never been very good at. We're getting better, but in the old days, addressing mental health and stress wasn't our strong suit. And I think when we do have opportunities like this to help out our fellow producers, that we need to do that and let them know that they're not alone and that there is help out there. Arthur Ward is a member of the Lucky Lake Irrigation Board.
And that's today's Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. X94, Ag Review. Canada is siding with the United States in a burgeoning trade dispute over Mexico's restrictions on products made with genetically modified corn. Trade Minister Mary Ng and Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley say Canada will take part in dispute resolution proceedings as a third party. Mexico imposed a ban in February on importing tortillas or dough made with biotech corn, a move its trading partners say is contrary to the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. A dispute settlement panel under the terms of the deal, known in Canada as Kuzma, was announced last week by U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai. Tai and U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack say the ban is not based on science and ignores clear evidence that genetically modified corn is safe. Most July deliveries of major grains in the country were higher than those from the same period a year ago. Statistics Canada reported total grain deliveries this past month tallied 4.056 million metric tons for a jump of 43.8% over the previous July. All wheat came in at 2.186 million metric tons, improving 43.8% from July of 2022. However, Durham tallied 180,236 metric tons for a 21.1% drop from July to July. Among other cereals, oats skyrocketed 173.6% on deliveries of 292,853 metric tons last month, while rye bumped up 6.3% at 15,365 metric tons. Barley slipped 5.4% at 158,194. Canola also saw a significant improvement in its July deliveries, rising 90% at 1.384 million metric tons. Flax gained 30.3% at 18,929 metric tons. Meanwhile, Statistics Canada reported very sizable increases in the July canola crush when compared to a year ago. In fact, the month's crush was not only a record for July, but also for any month. Meanwhile, StatsCan found the July soybean crush was slightly lower than in July of 2022. The federal agency pegged the canola crush for last month at 961,683 metric tons, up 24.25% from the previous July. The previous July record was 854,510 metric tons in 2019. The overall record of 957,952 metric tons was in March of 2021. The amount of oil produced this past July rose 24.2% at 402,886 metric tons, but well short of the record of 416,849 metric tons in March of 2021. Canola meal produced increased 22.5% July over July at 567,153 metric tons. That is well made for a new record, 
besting the 545,992 metric tons in March of 2023. Mounties in southern Alberta are investigating the theft of six longhorn cattle. Strathmore RCMP and the Southern Alberta Livestock Investigations Unit say the animals were removed from a pasture near Highway 564 and Range Road 262. It's believed the cattle were loaded and hauled away using a truck and trailer. The cattle are described as a mix of red and black steers and heifers weighing about 600 pounds each. They had purple management tags on their ears, but were not branded. The federal government says it's investigating allegations that a farm in southwestern Ontario sent six Jamaican seasonal workers home earlier than planned after they protested their living and working conditions. Employment and Social Development Canada says it's currently reaching out to its counterparts with the Jamaican government to better understand the allegations involving the farm in Norfolk County. An advocacy group supporting the migrant workers says the six men allege they were abruptly dismissed this month after a one-day protest over living conditions that included a clogged toilet and a flooded bunkhouse that weren't properly addressed by the employer. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. And it's time now to head back out once again to Danny Ismond. And we're in full like the recreation combine lotto. You know, we're just looking in that uh, the the war room, the the phone room, and man, oh man, is it impressive when all of a sudden the phone rings and they've got eight of those phones ringing in here with our volunteers. They take the information. They're really good at what they do. They're very very quick. They're very nice, but they hang up and it's it's almost instant that boom. That phone rings again, like right now. Thank you to everyone that is calling in and getting that ticket for the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto, knowing the importance. This isn't lasting. I'm thinking, you know what? Right around 1 o'clock, it's probably going to be all done here. one 453 That's one 453 I just got told four lines are open right now. So you've been calling in and you got a busy signal. Right now, four lines are open. Yes. You, I'm talking to you. $230,000 could be yours tomorrow. Maybe it's that 50-50. We know it's over $104,000 and growing. one 1998 as we get closer and closer to the cello with the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto. We're here. Welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's cloudy and 16 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Manitoba Agriculture has issued its latest crop pest update. Provincial entomologist Dr. John Gavlosky says grasshoppers continue to cause issues in Manitoba crops this week. Yeah, now uh, this time of year, grasshoppers will be moving around a lot. Some crops are maturing, becoming less favorable to feed on because so, they do like the lush green vegetation. So they're moving around and there's uh, areas where there's still an issue and, and it's very localized. Some areas they are there, but they're not really causing economic harm. Other areas, people are still keeping an eye on things, deciding whether they need to do any control or not. He adds flea beetles are still a problem as well. So flea beetles are an interesting one because we see the adults twice. We see them early in the season where they do a lot of damage to the seedlings. 
But then you see the adults the second time. There's one complete cycle. The, the ones we're seeing right now will overwinter and will be the exact same ones you see next year. But we do have some fairly heavy levels. At this time of year, they'll feed on the leaves. And that isn't really of economic concern because the leaves are senescing off anyway. In most cases, the yield is formed. When the leaves start senescing, though, they will move and feed on the younger pods. So usually those upper pods. Now, most of the yield is going to be in the lower pods. So in most cases, it's probably not going to be an economical thing. But there's, there can be exceptional cases where, at least in patches, you get some very heavy feeding on those younger pods. So just something people are keeping in mind as well. Gavlowski says there's also been some reports of Bertha armyworms in Manitoba. They're still out there. I haven't had any reports of control over the past week or so, uh, but people are noticing them in some of the canola fields. So just something people are keeping an eye on. He notes many people are reporting white or cream-colored moths in their travels. Yeah, so what you're seeing is going to be either the cabbage uh, white butterfly or the checkered white. There's other white butterflies as well, but those are the two really common ones this year. The, The cabbage butterfly being the most common. They're really not a problem in field crops, so um, canola, wheat, whatever, they're, they're not a problem in field crops. The cabbage uh, white, or cabbage butterfly as some call it, it can be a problem for people growing cruciferous vegetables, so things like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, kale. Um, they have a green caterpillar with a kind of lemony yellow stripe down the back, and if you get enough of them on cruciferous vegetables, then they can be an issue. The checkered white They've got a very interesting-looking caterpillar, kind of, uh, I'll say, a dark purple with yellow stripes and black dots would be a good way to describe it. They're not really a pest. You will find the odd one in a canola field or especially cruciferous plants, but never enough to really be an economic issue. So a lot around this year, but as far as field crops go, not really an economical threat. Gavlowski then discusses ways to prevent and monitor insects in stored grain. One of the main things to preventing stored grain insects is to make sure you're starting clean. So cleaning out the bin, inspecting the bin, making sure there's no areas where insects can get in. But also the equipment that we use to harvest and move the grain. If grain has been sitting in that equipment since last harvest, there's a chance that you may have a small population of stored grain insects already started in that grain. So clean out anything that you are using to uh, move grain, uh, combines, grain wagons, uh, truck beds, augers, things like that. Make sure you're starting clean. And that's a good way to prevent problems occurring in the first place. Once you get the grain in the bin, Ideally, you want to try to get the temperature down to below 15 degrees as quickly as you can. So maybe getting aeration going in the evenings, uh, if you've got aeration for the bins. Anything you can do to get it below 15 degrees is good because that way the star grain beetles won't be able to reproduce in your bins. But if you already have insects in your stored grain, he explains how you can try to get rid of them. Well, there's a few options. One is using a grain vac, but you have to use a slow enough speed. If you're if you, um, putting uh, too large a volume of grain 
through the vac uh, a time, it protects the insects and your kill is reduced. So you'd have to use the grain back at a slower speed. And if you create a 90 degree angle in the grain vac pipe, the beetles end up getting pinged against the side of the piping and that's what, what kills them. So the grain vac can be an option. There is something called diatomaceous earth and it's available as products like protected or insecto. It can be an option, but it takes often weeks for the insects to die. Uh, it scrapes up their cuticle and they end up uh, desiccating. But it does take a while for that to work. So if you do have insects and you're willing to sell the grain quickly, it may not be an option. There's fumigants as well, like phostoxin and fumitoxin. But with those, you need a special license, something called a stored agricultural products license to apply them. So often somebody would have to be hired to do that, and there's a cost to that. And they are potentially dangerous products, so you have to use caution if you went that route. And Gavlosky says there's one last thing to keep in mind regarding chemical control options. If people are using malathion to treat their bins, do note that some commodities, such as canola, flax, sunflowers, should not be stored in bins recently treated with malathion. So if you're storing any of those oilseed crops, don't treat the bins with malathion first. Dr. John Gavlosky is the provincial entomologist for Manitoba Agriculture, based in Carmen. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for October closed at 181.17 today. That's up 45. December live cattle closed at 185.12, up 60. September feeder cattle closed at 251.20, up 45. October feeder cattle closed at 253.97, up 72. October lean hogs closed at 79.82, down 65. December lean hogs closed at 72.02, up 12. And that's the livestock market conditions. It's time now to check in once again with Danny Ismond. We are with the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto. Hey, you can give us a call right now at one 453 1998 Lake Recreation Combine Lotto, 28 years. Why? Why the success? Look what they do. The biggest grand prize round, $230,000, or what made them famous, the 300000 Combine Cash. They have 25 more draws of cash of like $1,000 each, and then a 50-50 that's unreal. It's a grand prize for most, but nope, they went north of $100,000. It's at 104000 and growing. That was last count. I mean, it's probably realistically well over $105,000, $106,000 already. But the thing is, we're running out of tickets. We're running. Like this is the phones have been steady. So let's call one eight 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 four five three one nine nine eight to grab one of those final ones. One triple eight four five three one nine nine eight. One triple eight four five three nineteen ninety eight. And good luck to you on getting one of those final tickets to the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto. With an- Welcome back to Saskag today. Disease transmission is always a risk when transporting livestock around Canada, and it can have devastating consequences not only on individual farms, but entire industries. 
The CEO of Farm Health Guardian is tackling the issue of biosecurity head-on to reduce the risk of disease spread. Rob Hannum says how they're doing that is with a biosecurity system of the same name. Yes, uh, we we launched Farm Health Guardian in 2020, so uh, we're just a few years in with building our company. So we're, we're still small, but we're growing. And the need we saw, or the problem, you know, we're helping to solve is disease spread with livestock operations. Uh, we've all heard of avian influenza, unfortunately, or uh, we know about, you know, swine diseases. There's been, uh, you know, PERS or a a PED. There's been different ones in Manitoba or uh, in Saskatchewan. And sometimes they they get spread from farm to farm, either by the trucks or the livestock or the people who are working on different farms. And so, unfortunately, that is how disease gets spread uh, in a number of cases. And that's where we kind of, and that's where we want to help help farmers reduce the risk of disease transmission. He says the system is a software program based on GPS and geofencing, and he explains how it works. Uh, so the first step when we're working with a pr- group of producers that are in a supply chain or like a loop or a system uh, is we would tap into the GPS that they already have in their trucks or we can provide them with GPS devices. So all the livestock trailers or feed trucks or trailers or maintenance trucks that might be going from farm to farm, right? From a sow barn to nursery barns to finishing barns or from poultry operations or feed feed trucks that visit many farms per day. And we, we take that GPS data and we put it in more of an epidemiological format uh, for a veterinarian or someone who's monitoring animal health because that's that's what they're looking for. They want to check on the biosecurity procedures that they've outlined and make sure the trucks are following those procedures. That's the first step. Hannum says this helps everyone, but it's the farmer, veterinarian, or person in charge of animal health that would use Farm Health Guardian to see what's happening. Typically, there are procedures that the vet or the farm owner determines, biosecurity protocols is what they call them in some cases. And that's a you know a set of rules. And they say, well, maybe we've got a rule that this truck needs to be washed and disinfected before it goes back to the sow barn. Or it might be, it starts at the nursery and it goes to a farm with larger animals and it doesn't go backwards in case those larger animals had a disease that we weren't aware of. So these farms all have some kind of biosecurity rule or procedure or protocol. And what we're now doing is able to tap into the the truck movement information and make sure that the trucks are following those biosecurity rules that they've set for themselves. In terms of installation, He says they have a policy to have the system up and running for clients within one week. It's as simple as downloading an app, and then if you need to get GPS on your vehicles, we can, you know, you can purchase our passport devices that are GPS devices that can go on your trucks. If you've already got GPS in your truck fleet, then we can just tap into that in the background. Uh, and that's a sort of a one-time connection. And then your information's live on the system and, it, and Farm Health Guardian starts checking those biosecurity protocols for you. Hannum knows data privacy is very important for farmers and industry 
adding it's something they take very seriously. We all know cybersecurity is a big risk and growing risk in the future. Um, with Farm Health Guardian, we take it seriously. We, we use a, a secure cloud-hosted server to store the data. We've got several different levels of permission on what information users can see. So if I'm a farm owner and I've got three employees and I can I can determine what level of information each of those employees can view uh, based on their responsibilities. So maybe my veterinarian, she can see all the information and my farm farm managers, they can see the information, but just for the site that they're responsible for, just for example. Rob Hannum is the CEO of Farm Health Guardian, explaining his software product of the same name to mitigate disease transmission for the livestock industry. Next week, we'll have part two of this feature, which Hannum will discuss pilot projects conducted in three provinces, some feedback from people who've tested it, as well as the cost of it. It's time now for the Commodities Update, and that's a presentation of Ducks Unlimited Canada. Ducks Unlimited Canada is offering a new winter wheat program package that will help with your crop's yields and water retention. The winter cereal program package comes with agronomic advice from seeding to harvest and more. Call Lees at 306-227-4554 to learn more. With I4. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed up across the board again today. November canola closed at 811.30, up a dollar 40. January canola closed at 818.50, up a dollar 60. September Minneapolis wheat closed at 775 and three quarters, up one cent. September Kansas City wheat closed at 754 per bushel, also up one cent. September Chicago wheat closed at 593 and a quarter, down 10 and three quarters of a cent. September corn closed at 470 and three quarters, down one and a half cents. September soybeans closed at 1381 per bushel, up 15 and a quarter cents. September oats closed at 478 and a quarter, up 12 and a quarter cents. And that's the Commodities Update. Please stay tuned. Your Farm Bulletin Board will be coming up right after these messages. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Farm Bulletin Board. The Western Canadian Dairy Classic Show started Tuesday morning at Saskatoon's Prairieland Park and will run through Saturday. Participants between the ages of 12 and 21 are there from all four western provinces and they have about 80 animals on site. Most are Holstein, but there are a few Jerseys as well. Nancy Friesen from Drake is the Saskatchewan coordinator for the Western Canadian Dairy Classic which is marking its 37th year. Nancy tells us about the various competitions. Herdsmanship, clipping competition, judging, showmanship, confirmation, and then there's Premier Province as well. She says there's also a knowledge component to it. 
Yes, that's the dairy science portion of it all. They take a quiz and it's about pedigree. They have different studying stuff. There's diseases and like health and just the basic knowledge of dairy science. Friesen says this year's theme is Cirque Mou Soleil. Each province uh, worked together to come up with a plan for their stall decorations and they decorate their stall according to the theme and compete against the cleanliness of their stall and everything. It's always lots of fun. The kids enjoy decorating their stall and competing against the other provinces. She explains where Saskatchewan's team is from. We have kids from Saskatoon, Rostern, Hague, Drake, Belgoni, Star City. But Friesen says there's lots of interaction between the competitors. Yes, there's lots of activities for the kids to do. There's the first night on Tuesday night, there's a fun get acquainted night and they have supper together and I have people arranging different kinds of games for them to do so that they can mingle with the other provinces. And then the next night we have a fun night that is sponsored and we are going to the Twin Peaks Creamery by Warman and they are going to serve a supper and we're going to do some fun bouncy castle stuff and games and stuff like that too. She notes she's an alumni of the competition. Yeah, I attended 10 years of WCC. I went to BC three times and Alberta three times and then the other provinces two times. Friesen reminisces about her experience at the competition. It was a really good experience. You got to travel lots and to see other people in different provinces. I met my husband and so I actually was a contestant on the Alberta team and competed against the other provinces, and now I am in Saskatchewan. She says that makes for some great experiences for her kids. Yeah, so now my kids actually get to compete against their cousins in Alberta, and there's lots of actually different family connections as well throughout the provinces. Nancy Friesen from Drake is the Saskatchewan coordinator of the Western Canadian Dairy Classic, which started Tuesday at Saskatoon's Prairieland Park and will continue through tomorrow. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 precision weather forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Partly sunny, winds north-northeast at 10 to 20, and a high of 20 degrees. For tonight, clear. Winds south-southeast at 10 to 20, a low of 9. For tomorrow, mainly sunny. Winds south at 15 to 30, a high of 24, an overnight low of 12. For Sunday, mainly sunny. Winds north-northwest at 10 to 20, a high of 26. For Monday, mainly sunny, a high of 27. And Tuesday, sunny, a high of 28. In the Paw, Show Lake Russell and Roblin at 16 degrees, Swan River and Dauphin are at 15, Brandon 19. Regina and Broadview Mooseman reporting in at 16 degrees, Saskatoon and Winyard Wadena Kelvington 18, Hudson Bay 15, Indian Head 17. The Yorkton Melville region has a cloudy sky. A west-northwest wind at 9 kilometers an hour. 74% is the relative humidity. The temperature 
is 16 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for SaskAg today for today. Be sure to tune in again on Monday at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. SaskAg today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.